you are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojek, and in this episode, we are going to find out what Second Kings has to say about grace. Second Kings has the word um, grace two times. As you know, we're in the Old Testament, and the Old Testament has quite a handful of words uh, for grace. We have chen, which is a noun meaning grace. We have um, chanan, which is a verb from chen, which means beseech or ask. Uh, We have the word uh, tachanun, which is supplicating, it's a similar word, and tehina, which is favor, uh, uh, supplicating as a noun, um, that has in the very middle of it the chen, both the tehina and tachanun, both have the chen right there in the middle. And then we started to look at words like Noam, which also has uh, a kind of a favor involved in it. But in the book of 2 Kings, we only have it two times. So first time is right at the beginning of 2 Kings chapter 1. Here is the context. After the death of Ahab, Moab rebelled against Israel. Now, Ahaziah fell through the lattice of his upper chambers in Samaria and lay sick. So he sent messengers telling them, Go, inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this sickness. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, Is it because there is no god in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron? Now, therefore, Thus says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? And they said to him, There came a man to meet us, and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. He said to them, What kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? They answered him, He wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather around his waist. And he said, It's Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him a captain of fifty men with his fifty. He went up to Elijah, who was sitting on top of a hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down. But Elijah answered the captain of 50, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then the fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Again the king sent to him another captain of 50 men with his 50, and he answered him and said, O man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. But Elijah answered him, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again the king sent the captain of a third fifty with his fifty. 
And the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and entreated him. O man of God, please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sight. Behold, fire came down from heaven and consumed the two former captains of 50 men with their 50s. But now let my life be precious in your sight. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So he arose and went down with him to the king and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have sent messengers to inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, is it because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord that God uh, that Elijah had spoken. Jehoram became king in this place in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because Ahaziah had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? That is the entire first chapter of Second Kings. Did you hear the place where the word entreat is? Or a grace? leaning toward. You remember in the Old Testament, leaning toward. Uh, leaning toward is the word grace, the favor, showing favor. Like when you when you favor your left foot, you hurt your foot, you favor it, you lean toward it, right? Well, in, in the Bible, God uses the word, in the Old Testament, he uses the word favor um, or leaning to show to introduce to the world his this idea of uh, favoring his people. It's also tied to the word please and um, thank you also. Um, so here it is. It is the third guy, the third captain. He falls on his knees before Elijah and entreated him. That's the word right there, Hanan. Hanan beseech, to show favor or be gracious. So he's asking for Elijah to show favor. But do you know what else it says? Look at this. He falls on his knees before Elijah and entreated him, O man of God, please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sight. Right? So there's the leaning or show favor to us. And he says it again, again uh, at the end of the next verse, but now let my life be precious in your sight. So, um, context-wise, obviously, this man has a fear of God, and he's asking for, for um, have mercy, have mercy on me, which is actually not the word, um, um, let my life be precious in your sight, but he's um, asking for a favor. He's asking for a favor. He does not deserve this. This is not something he has earned. It's something that Elijah must grant to him. And God responds to that second time that we see the word grace in 2nd Kings is chapter 13 uh, verse 23. Uh, this is the death of Elisha. So Elijah has passed on the mantle to Elisha and Elisha um, the beginning of the section says now when Elisha had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die Joash, king of Israel, went down to him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and arrows. 
So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elisha laid his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory and the arrow of victory over Syria. For you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground with him. And he struck three times and stopped. Then the man of God, who was um, was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times, then you would have struck down Syria until you had made an end of it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. So Elisha died and they buried him. Now bands of Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And as a man was being buried, Behold, a marauding band was seen, and the man was thrown into the grave of Elisha. And as soon as the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Now Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them, and he turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them nor has he cast them from his presence until now. When Hazael, king of Syria, died, Ben-Hadad became king, and his son became king in his place. Then Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again from Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, the cities that he had taken from Jehoahaz, his father in war. Three times Joash defeated him and recovered the cities of Israel, which is a um, the prophecy fulfilled. Now you heard that, didn't you? Verse 23, it's a beautiful verse. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them, and he turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, nor has he cast them from his presence until now. Beautiful. Gracious to them and had compassion on them. Word for compassion here is raham. We've spoken about that before. Um, it is um, tied more to the word mercy, which we will be getting to, Lord willing, um, in future episodes um, of Grace and Mercy podcast. Uh, compassion, raham, which interestingly enough is tied to the word um, for womb and the the um you see even in that the the arms of of God around his people the the safety and and the holding and the caring for and the compassion so here in second kings we see the lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them so he had favor and compassion so tied to this i'd like to read a verse from or a couple verses from Jeremiah 32. I came across this this week. It was really quite a blessing to me. I arrived at uh, Jeremiah 32, um, 39 this week from reading Psalm 86, 11. It says this, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. And I was like very confused about this. Unite my heart. And so I did a little study about it. Ended up, in a, a similar verse, which is this one that we're going to read right now, tied to 
the passage that we just read, which is um, Jeremiah 32, 39 and following, 38 and following. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way so that they will always fear me for their own good and for the good of their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never turn away from doing good to them. And I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will never turn away from me. Yes, I will rejoice in doing them good. And I will faithfully plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. Um, the, the rest of it is just a beautiful verse. To take a look, Jeremiah 32. But do you see the, the, um, the united heart has to do with being not um, divided heart, having a, a whole heart. Jesus says that you can't serve both God and mammon or the, the pursuits of this world, the things of this world. And God promises in Jeremiah 32 that he will give them one heart and one way, you know, this, this um, movement in one direction. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right? So Jesus... And it says, they will always fear me for their own good, for the good of their children. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never turn away from doing good to them. And I will put my fear in their hearts so they will never turn away from me. So not only does he lean toward me, he tips us in his direction so that we will not turn away from him. Praise God. That is fantastic news, isn't it? So I'd like to um, close today with a prayer. Um, this is a prayer that I uh, pray um, regularly for people. Um, and I have adapted it for, my, uh, for people who are my readers and who listen for you. Um, I'd like to pray that. This is my prayer for you. Lord, the goal of the believer is Christ-likeness, and so their diet must be the Bible. Because it is the Bible that you use to make the child of God more like the Son of God. Therefore, I pray that my readers, my listeners, would be people who hunger for hearing from God in their private devotions, public gatherings, and conversations with other believers. Uh, Lord, I can only imagine the impact of readers and listeners who wake up eager to come and hear the word preached on Sunday mornings. I imagine readers that long to open the Bible each morning to discover anew the truth of God's character and conquests. I imagine hearts so overflowing with the Bible that their text messages, conversations, and meditations just drip with the scriptures. Everything pivots on what we do with the Bible. Our Father, give my readers and listeners, give me an abiding delight in your word. Cause us always to hunger for the truth while being ever satisfied with the truth. Lord, make my readers and listeners to be a Bible-saturated people. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15.49 says, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. So we have in the past been made in the image of Adam, 
that God is making us into the image of Christ who um, loved the Word of God, held tightly to the Word of God. Um, just like Elijah did, like um, God promised uh, to Israel after Elisha died. Well, friends, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy podcast with author Darlene Bojek. This has been episode 28 in season three, Finding Grace. You can find the show notes for this episode, including links to everything we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. Make sure to send a note, uh, send a WhatsApp message. You can find all the information about how to contact us and to be um, sharing your ideas on our podcast at graceandmercypodcast.com. I look forward to seeing you uh, next time. And may God make you a Bible-saturated person. Love you guys. Bye-bye.